Does the Bible contain errors? Many critics claim the Bible cannot be the Word of God because it contains factual errors, contradictions, and is at odds with science. But is this the case? Today on Evidence and Answers, you'll hear Dr. Norman Geisler, one of the foremost defenders of the Christian faith, answer these questions. Welcome to Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucharin. This is a program that presents the truth of Jesus Christ and answers the sometimes difficult questions that all of us ask about God. Today, Pat presents Dr. Norman Geisler before a live audience at a recent conference in Hawaii, where Dr. Geisler argued that the scriptures do not contain errors as the critics contend. In the first of this two-part series, Dr. Geisler defends the doctrine of inerrancy. And we want to remind you that there are a multitude of resources available online at evidenceandanswers.org. There you'll find everything from atheism to Zen Buddhism, including interviews and teaching from Dr. Norman Geisler. That's evidenceandanswers.org. Go there today. Now, Norman Geisler answers the question, does the Bible contain errors? Although I've been teaching for 50 years in college and seminary level and have produced many, many books, there's one thing I always remember, and that is when God took hold of my life at 17 years of age, I was absolutely nothing. I remember the pit from whence I was digged. I knew uh, nothing about the English language. I couldn't read. I made it all the way through high school without ever reading a book. Didn't know how to uh, uh, read, and they discovered it in the 11th grade. I got kicked out of literature class. The teacher asked me, how did the tale of two cities end? And I said, with a period. (laughs) And she had no sense of humor whatsoever. And the period ended for me. Uh, right there, and I was down to principal's office. But not too long after that, I uh, committed my life to Christ, and Christ totally transformed me. And probably the first book I ever read was the Bible. And I learned to read in order to read the Bible and to share God's Word with other people. Now, since I cared nothing about school, nothing about reading, there were no books in our home, no magazines in our home before I became a Christian, it took me a while to catch up. So for the next 20 years, I went to college. Some of us are slower than others. Went to college for 20 years. First five years, the most important part of my education was studying the Bible. Day and night, for five years, I studied uh, the Bible. There is no more important book in the world. And this book is being attacked and undermined by our culture. Psalm 11.3 says, if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? And I'd like to speak to you tonight on the topic, the Bible, are there any errors? The critics think the Bible is filled with errors. The critics tell us that there are contradictions in the Bible, that the Bible is unscientific, that the Bible is not trustworthy. And I would like to answer the question of the Bible Errors? No. The Bible critics? Errors? Yes. And I'd like to give you three reasons why I believe the Bible cannot err. Reason number one, God the Father. Reason number two, God the Son. Reason number three, God the Holy Spirit. Now you say that's being a bit facetious. No, it isn't. Let me illustrate Reason number one, God the Father. God cannot err. The Bible is the word of God. Therefore, the Bible cannot err. 
Therefore, to attack the Bible is an attack upon God himself. If God cannot err, and the Bible is God's word, the Bible cannot err. I remember being invited to Princeton University. Not many people believe the Bible is the word of God there. I put this on the screen, and I said, how many of you believe this? Not too many hands went up. I said, well, if you don't believe that, that the Bible, which is the word of God, cannot err, then how many of you believe this? God cannot err. Well, that's a little harder to deny, isn't it? God Almighty, the source of all truth, how can he err? But if God can't err, then the word of God can't err because it's the word of the God who cannot err. And if the Bible is the word of God, then the Bible, which is the word of God, cannot err. The logic is impeccable. The logic is irrefutable. If God cannot err, then the word of God cannot err. And if the Bible is the word of God, then the Bible cannot err. Mark it down. There are only two alternatives to this logic. Deny God cannot err, or deny the Bible is the word of God. Now, for anyone presumptuous enough to say that he has found an error in the Bible, I have this question. Which of these two things do you believe? God can err, or the Bible is not the word of God? Because if God cannot err, and the Bible is the word of God, then the Bible cannot err. But God cannot err. Jesus said, your word is truth. Not has truth here and there with an admixture of errors, but your word is truth. The psalmist said, the sum of your word is truth. The whole thing, the whole and the parts are true. Paul said, let God be true and every man a liar. Isn't it ironic that man claims that he's telling the truth, that there are errors in the Bible? Let God be true and every man a liar. Titus 1-2 says, the God who cannot lie. If he tried, he couldn't get a lie out of his mouth because it's contrary to his very nature. Hebrews says in chapter 6, verse 18, it's impossible for God to lie. So firmly established is the first premise that God cannot err. And the Bible is the word of God. Jesus said, he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture, the graphe, the writing, cannot be broken. Laying aside the commandment of God, you have held to the traditions of men, making the word of God of none effect through your traditions, Jesus said to the Pharisees of his day, referring to the Bible as the word of God. Paul said, all scripture is breathed out by God, inspired of God, 2 Timothy 3.16. He added, not as though the word of God hath taken none effect in Romans 9 and verse 6. Yes, the Bible is the word of God. Jesus said so. Paul said so. Peter said so in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. Therefore, if the Bible is the word of God and God cannot err, the Bible cannot err. Reason number two, God the Son. Whatever the Son of God affirmed as true is true. Jesus affirmed the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, it is true that the Bible is the word of God. But the word of God cannot err. Therefore, the Bible cannot err. So that anyone who says there's an error in the Bible has challenged the authority of God himself and the integrity of the Son of God who affirmed the Bible is the word of God.
Jesus affirmed that the Bible has divine authority. Three times resisting the temptation of the devil, Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Each time it's in the perfect tense, which means it was written in the past and it continues to be written in the present. Past action with continuing results in the present. 92 times that phrase occurs in the Bible. It's the most often repeated phrase in the Bible with doctrinal significance. It is written. It is written. Jesus said the Bible is indestructible. In Matthew chapter 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, heaven and earth will pass away, but not the dotting of an I or the crossing of a T. Literally, not the smallest Hebrew letter or the smallest part of the Hebrew letter will pass away until all is fulfilled. It is the indestructible word of God. A Scotsman lived next to an Irishman, and he noticed that he had a fence made of stone, three feet high and three feet wide, all around his yard. And he said to his friend, why do you have a fence three feet high and three feet wide? He said, so when the wind blows it over, it'll be just as tall as it was before. The winds of skepticism and doubt have been blowing on the Bible for years. And guess what? It's just as tall as it was before. People said the Bible is unscientific. Now scientists are saying the Bible is literally true when it says the world had a beginning and it came into existence out of nothing. Voltaire, the famous French infidel, said a hundred years from his death the Bible will be obsolete. Voltaire is obsolete and the Bible is still existing. Diocletian, the great Roman emperor, burned every Bible he could get, thought he had burned every Bible in the world in 303. The Bible is now the world's bestseller uh, for years and years and years. It is literally indestructible. Jesus said the Bible is unbreakable. Closest word to infallible anywhere in the Bible. Jesus said the scripture cannot be broken. That just happens to be the theme verse of our seminary, Southern Evangelical Seminary in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Bible is unbreakable. Now he says four things in these two verses, verse 34 and 35. The Bible is called Scripture, writing. It's called the Word of God. It's called the Torah, the Law of God, and unbreakable. That's what we mean when we say the Bible is the inspired word of God. It is the unbreakable, written Torah of God himself. Jesus said the Bible has ultimate supremacy. He said, you have exalted your traditions above the word of God, but the word of God is above all of your traditions. Don't make the word of God void by your teaching. It is ultimately supreme. Our Lord said the Bible is historically reliable. Jesus took the most disputed parts of the Old Testament and personally affirmed their truth. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, he said, Just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, even so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Some people believe that's a whale of a tail. Jesus said it's a tale of a whale. And it's a true tale of a whale. How do we know? Because Jesus said it, 
I believe it, and that settles it for me. The little chorus we sang years ago. In fact, you can knock one-third of it out. Jesus said it, and that settles it. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It's still true. The Bible is historically reliable. How do I know Jonah was in the belly of the great fish? Because Jesus said it, and that settles it. A girl from the Salvation Army was standing on the street corner with her Bible, and the town skeptic came by, and he said, you don't believe this, do you? And she said, yes, I believe the whole thing. He said, well, it can't all be true. Science has disproven part of the Bible. She said, like what? He said, like that story about Jonah, you can't live in a, a whale's belly for three days. There's no air to breathe. The gastronomical juices of the stomach would eat you up. She said, well, I believe it's true. The skeptic said, well, how do you know it's true? And in her simple face, she said, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Jonah if it's true. And the skeptic said, well, what if Jonah's not in heaven? She said, then you ask him. <laughs> only two places, one's up and one's down. If he's not there, he's in the other place. Jesus said, just as Jonah was, so I will be. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, and the flood came and took them all away. Jesus said there was a worldwide flood that destroyed all of mankind except eight people who were saved in an ark. Modern science laughs at that. But Jesus affirmed that it's historically true. And there's evidence all over the world that there was such a flood that destroyed mankind. And from every major culture in the world, uh, they trace their ancestors back to people who survived a great uh, deluge. The Bible is historically reliable. Jesus said the Bible is scientifically accurate. Now, what's the most disputed part of the Bible? Genesis 1 through 3, the creation of Adam, the creation of Eve, the creation of every living thing. One day they came to Jesus with a trick question. They said, is it right to divorce your wife for any cause. Jesus said, Moses suffered you because of the hardness of your heart. He permitted you to do this, but from the beginning it wasn't so. From the beginning God created male and female. Now either Darwin is right or Jesus is right. If Jesus is right, Darwin is wrong. If we evolved, we weren't created. If we created, we... Uh, didn't evolve. If we came from lower forms of animals, then we didn't come from dust, as the Bible says, and Eve didn't come from a rib from Adam. There's a choice, Darwin or the divine. Now let me ask you this, who's more likely to know how we got here, a 19th century creature or the eternal creator? Who's more likely to know how we got here? I was in Milwaukee a number of years ago, and over the apes cage were these words. Am I my keeper's brother? The answer is no. From the goo to you via the zoo. That's the theory of evolution, macroevolution. From the infantile to the reptile to the crocodile to the gentile. That's what Darwin believes. Jesus said God created Adam and Eve. In 
Romans 5, it says, by one man, Adam, sin entered the world and death by sin. And every time you pass a graveyard, just remember this. There was a literal Adam who literally sinned and who literally died, and that's why all those people are buried there. Jesus said in John chapter 3 and verse 12, if you don't believe me when I talk of earthly things, how can you believe me when I talk of heavenly things? If you don't believe Jesus when he tells you how the heavens go, how can you believe Jesus when he tells you how to go to heaven? Jesus said it, and that settles it. Jesus also said the Bible has factual inerrancy. It is without error. He looked right at the Sadducees and he said, you do err, not knowing the scriptures, which by implication don't err. Be silly to say, you do err, not knowing the Bible, which incidentally is also full of errors. No. If you had an inerrant Bible, then you could have some inerrant teaching. But you're teaching error because the basis of it is in error. John 17, 17, our Lord said, Your word, God, is truth. In darkness, in light, there is no darkness. In goodness, there is no evil. And in truth, there is no error. Jesus affirmed the Bible is the word of God. Now here's a painful dilemma for the critic. If Jesus is the Son of God, then the Bible is the word of God. And if the Bible is not the Word of God, then Jesus is not the Son of God. The living Word of God and the written Word of God are inseparably connected. The Savior spoke of the Scriptures, and the Scriptures speak of the Savior. Five times Jesus said he was the theme of the whole Bible. I came to fulfill the law, Matthew 5, 17. Luke 24, 27, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Luke 24, 44, everything written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me must be fulfilled. John 5, 39, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life and they, the scriptures, speak of me. Hebrews 10, 7, Lo, in the volume of the book that is written to me, I come to do thy will, O God. Jesus said the Bible was the word of God. Jesus is the son of God. The son of God can't be teaching falsehood. Therefore, the Bible is the word of God. Now, here's a bad argument you sometimes hear from critics. The Bible is the words of human beings, and human beings err. Therefore, the Bible errs. You forget, they say, that this is a human book. It was written by 40 authors over 1,500 years in two major human languages. It has human figures of speech. Everything about the Bible is human. True, it's 100% human. And to err is human and to love divine. So if the Bible is the words of human beings and human beings err, the Bible errs. No, the critic errs. Because the second premise in his argument is not sufficient. Why? It's not sufficient to say human beings err. You must have to say human beings always err. Because if they sometimes don't err, then maybe 
when the human beings wrote this book, inspired of God, was a time when they were not erring because God was directing them. In fact, even without divine direction, I can write an inerrant book. I'll do it for you right now. Page one. One plus one is two. Page two. Two plus two is four. Page three. Three plus three is six. I can go on for three or four more pages before I make an error. There are inerrant phone books. There are phone books where every number is right. So it's not impossible for a human being with no divine guidance to write a book with no errors. Just because human beings sometimes err doesn't mean they always err. The Bible is the words of human beings. Human beings sometimes do not err. Therefore, the Bible does not err, even though it was written by human beings. Human beings don't always err. And human beings did not err when moved by God who cannot err. Peter said the scriptures came to us when holy men were moved on. That's the word for the wind moving on a sailboat. Just as the wind moves a sailboat, so God moved the human authors. You say, well, how can God produce a perfect book through imperfect human beings? Very easily. God can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. In fact, you can draw a straight line with a crooked stick, right? The instrument isn't the important thing. The important thing is the cause that's moving that instrument. The imperfection of the human agent didn't hinder a perfect God from producing a perfect book because God can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. Jesus said, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I've said to you. People say, well, the disciples didn't write uh, the Bible until several decades after Jesus died. So how do we know that they got it all straight? Well, Jesus guaranteed it. He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and he's going to activate your memory and bring to your remembrance whatever I said. Now, it's a known fact that in pre-literate cultures, memory was developed better than ours. I mean, we depend on computers and calculators. You see engineers punching two plus two equals four. I mean, we don't do things in our mind anymore. It's a known fact that in those cultures, people had a highly developed memory. But highly developed as the memory is, there's nothing like having an infallible God work on your fallible mind and produce an infallible effect. Peter said, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Here's a good analogy. The living word and the written word the Savior, and the Scriptures. Christ has a divine nature, and the Bible has a divine nature. Christ had a human nature. He was 100% God and 100% man. The Bible has a human nature. It was written 100% by human beings. Jesus was one person with two natures. The Bible is one set of words, sentences, propositions with two natures. 
Jesus was without sin, and the Bible is without error. To say that the Bible has an error because it was produced by human beings is like saying Jesus sinned because he was a human being. God forbid. He was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. He who knew no sin. Jesus was without sin, Hebrews 4.15. He had no sin, 2 Corinthians 5.21. He was without blemish or defect, 1 Peter 1.19. He was pure and righteous, 1 John 2.1 and 3.3. Likewise, the Bible is God-breathed. Now, how many errors can God breathe out? How many errors can a perfect God who knows everything make? Zero. Well, thank you so much for listening to Evidence and Answers today with Pat Zuckerin. And our prayer is that we answer the hard questions that all of us ask and that we equip you to know what you believe and why you believe it. And if you're a seeker or a skeptic, we hope we've challenged you with the various evidences which support the claims of Christ. There are a multitude of resources available on our website, evidenceandanswers.org. Interviews with leading scholars, past shows that you can download, and we deal with topics from atheism to Zen Buddhism to Islam to the occult, the cults, agnosticism, and contemporary issues which faces today. And by the way, when you purchase our resources, you keep Pat Zuckerin speaking out all over the world. Help support a quality apologetics program for radio and podcast and Pat's speaking engagements on college campuses and churches all over the world. Evidenceandanswers.org. Go there today. Evidenceandanswers.org.